Welcome back to Informed and Inflamed, where we seek to inform our minds with truth in order to inflame our hearts with love for God and neighbor. I'm Brad Owens, and I'm excited that you're joining us today for episode number four. In this episode, we're going to take a look at the opening verses of Luke's gospel. I've been somewhat stuck lately trying to decide what to start digging into for my personal devotional time in Scripture. And this morning, I just happened to wake up and pull Ralph Davis's commentary on Luke off of my bookshelf. I've only read the first chapter at this point, but like the other commentaries and books by him that I've read, this commentary on Luke seems like it's going to be very good. And since I enjoyed it so much, I wanted to share with you some of the things that he said. Now, his first chapter covered the first four verses of the Gospel of Luke. And he pulls out three points in these four verses, and they can be summed up in three words. And those are fascination, passion, and intention. Fascination, passion, and intention. And before we unpack those, though, since it's such a short passage, let me read Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. It says, Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among them from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus, so that you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. So that's Luke 1, verses 1 through 4. And the three insights Ralph Davis points out in these verses are the fascination surrounding Jesus, the passion Luke had in writing about Jesus, and his own intention in writing his gospel. So first, let's think about the fascination that surrounded Jesus. In verse 1, Luke says that many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. So there was something, something about Jesus and the events that surrounded his public ministry, his death and his resurrection, something that captured the hearts and the attention of so many people. In verse 2, he says that these people use the eyewitness reports circulating among them from the early disciples. So all these people, Luke among them, were fascinated by Jesus and by the events surrounding him. So much so that they were driven to do careful and time-consuming research in order to write accounts about the things that had happened in the first century. So what was it that made Luke and these other writers so fascinated with Jesus? Ralph Davis says it well in his commentary. He says this, It wasn't simply the ancient prophecy was being fulfilled. It was, above all, Jesus himself who so attracted them. He whetted their appetite. He stirred their interest. They somehow couldn't get over him, couldn't get enough of him. There was just something about Jesus that captivated their attention and affection. 
And it is this wonderful fascination with Jesus that Luke wants to share with us in this book. One of Luke's great passions is that we come to be gripped by the same glorious fascination with Jesus that had come to grip his own heart so powerfully. As this fascination drove Luke and so many others to learn and to dig and to piece things together about Jesus, about who he is and about what he came to earth to do, Luke wants this fascination with Jesus to drive us also into a deeper experience of joy and fellowship and discipleship with the Lord Jesus. And although this fascination with Jesus was at the very heart and center of Luke's gospel project, he was also driven by another passion, and that passion marked his writing of this gospel. He expresses this passion in verse 3 when he says, "...having carefully investigated everything from the beginning..." I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus. So his passion in writing this gospel was to provide one of God's children, most honorable Theophilus, with a carefully crafted and accurate account of who Jesus was and what he came to accomplish. Luke's passion was a passion for accuracy for truthfulness, and for reliable history. Ralph Davis says this about the carefulness of Luke and his other contemporaries who sought to pull together similar accounts of Jesus' life. He says, There was a concern for exactness. They refused to fudge or to exaggerate what came to them from the eyewitnesses. Luke is saying that he and his predecessors took the utmost care to be exact and accurate in their writing. It was their passion. So Luke's great passion for accuracy led him to produce a carefully crafted and trustworthy account of Jesus' life and ministry. And God has uniquely inspired his work to be a gift for the church throughout the ages. This gospel, carefully put together by Luke, is a gift from God to us, given to us to deepen our joy in Jesus and to continually increase our fascination with Him. What an incredible gift this gospel is, and may it have that very effect on our hearts as we read it and behold Jesus in it. Ralph Davis, he also anticipates an objection to Luke's purpose in writing. This is really good, so I'll quote him at length here, but here's what he says. Some might object that since Luke and others had an agenda to win people over to Jesus, that they obviously must have souped up the truth in order to make their account more convincing. But they dared not do that. There were gobs of eyewitnesses around in the first century, and not all eyewitnesses were pro-Jesus. In the first century, there were many eyewitnesses who were hostile to Jesus and opposed to the apostles. If the early Christians, whether in written accounts or oral witness, had exaggerated or twisted the truth, they would have been exposed by the anti-Jesus coalition." They had to be careful with their claims. 
So it is simply not true that evangelism compromises historicity. Rather, evangelism demands accuracy. And since such care was taken for truth, you need to face its claims. Wow. Now that is one powerful paragraph. There is so much packed in there. But the main point is that Luke and the other faithful disciples who were seeking to spread the good news about what Jesus had done to save sinners, they had to be careful in their presentations of the truth. If they made a mistake or intentionally exaggerated something, their opponents would have been all too eager to pounce on them and to point out their failures. Their adversaries were ready to discredit their message about Jesus in any way possible. And this led them into careful research and to do all that they could to present an accurate portrait of Jesus. And like Ralph Davis says at the end of that last quote, because of the integrity and the rock-solid reliability of Luke's account of Jesus, this fascinating Jew who claimed to be God He demands a response from us. We must face His claims. No one can be neutral when it comes to Jesus. His claims were simply too outrageous. As C.S. Lewis has pointed out before, Jesus was either a lunatic, a liar, or He truly was who He said He was, the Lord and King over all creation, And that means over our very lives as well. So in addition to Luke's fascination with Jesus and his passion to produce a trustworthy account of Jesus, he also tells us his intention at the beginning of this gospel. In verse 4, he tells Theophilus that he has written this gospel record so that you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Luke wants this disciple of Jesus named Theophilus, and by extension, of course, all disciples of Jesus. He wants him to have rock-solid confidence in what he has come to believe. Luke's pastoral concern here is a good example for all of us who follow Jesus. We all know how doubts can creep into our hearts and make us unsure of whether we have believed the truth or not. What if we're wrong? What if we've banked our entire lives on something that's not true? All of us experience questions like these at one point or another. The most important thing about our doubts, though, is what we do with them. Do we allow our doubts to have the final say? Or do we run to Scripture with all of our doubts and questions and start searching for answers? If we take our doubts and our questions to God, and if we're willing to do some digging, there really are convincing answers to so many of the tough questions that we can wrestle with. Luke certainly believes so, and his intention in writing his gospel was to teach disciples of Jesus that they could have assurance and confidence regarding the things that they had devoted their lives to. They could be confident that God's Word was utterly reliable. They could be confident that Jesus really was God come in the flesh. They could be confident that Jesus did all that was necessary to save them from their sins. 
They could be confident that absolutely nothing they did, good or bad, contributed to their right standing with God. They could be confident that they stood before God, fully pleasing to Him, not because of anything they had done, but entirely because of what Jesus had done. They could also be confident that their sins were paid for on the cross by Jesus. And they could be confident they had received the spotless righteousness of Christ as if it were their own, all because of their faith in Jesus. You know, doubts can eat away at our joy in the Lord, but confidence has the power to fan into flame our joy in Jesus. The question for us is, what will we do with our doubts? So let's take our doubts to the Lord. Let's honestly acknowledge the questions that nag at us, and let's be willing to do some digging until we find the confidence we've been longing for. It is there. We just have to dig to discover it. And lastly, we also learn something important about evangelism from Luke's goal and intention in writing his gospel. All of Luke's fascination over Jesus and all the care that he has taken in preparing to write his gospel, all of this has been aimed at persuading Theophilus of the truthfulness of everything he had been taught. Luke was concerned about persuasion, and he knew that, in the words of Ralph Davis, that both truth and packaging matter. Truth is vital, but a person can damage truth if it is not presented attractively. But Luke believed truth was worthy of his best presentation. So what we learn from Luke is that persuasion takes a lot of thought and care in considering how to, pre- how to present things. Like Luke, we want to refuse to water down or to exaggerate certain elements of the gospel. But we do want to think through how to winsomely share truth with those around us. There is much wisdom in thinking through how to say things. And this is a real challenge, but it is one that we must continually work at. And yet, we must not neglect evangelism because of our fears associated with it. It's certainly not easy. It is scary and can be intimidating, but we must work hard to hold faithfulness to Scripture together with a winsome and compassionate posture as we seek to have conversations with others about matters of ultimate importance. Most importantly, we must ask God for wisdom and help as we seek to be faithful to Him, recognizing that we are not going to do it perfectly. God is good, though, and He specializes in using weak and sinful people like you and me to advance His gospel and to move mightily in the hearts and lives of those we bump into. Well, that is it for episode four of Informed and Inflamed. I'm so glad you tuned in today, and I hope that the things we've talked about have been encouraging to you. I look forward to connecting with you again in our next episode. But until then, may you, like the gospel writer Luke, 
experience a fresh fascination with Jesus and a deeper desire to know Him better.